here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Welcome in to That Being Said Podcast. Brought to you by Sant Sports. This is Sports on Tap. This is a Thursday. Well, actually, Thursday, March Madness. But it's Wednesday night, 11.30 Pacific time. Talking about the March Madness tournament coming up. So hopefully you're listening to this late night or early morning before the tournament starts. And I am your co-host of episode 523, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur coming at you from the pod hub, the Sant Live hub. Saw Sports Hub here in uh, Washington State. We're ready for March Madness. Can't wait to get this started. Maybe one of my favorite days of a year uh, is that opening Thursday and Friday of March Madness, just with the amount of different games going on, the different storylines that end up happening. It's just, you know, it's, it, I feel like almost like, you know, uh, I'm going to bed tonight like a little kid on Christmas Eve, just getting ready for this March Madness. I mean, it's going to be really fun waking up tomorrow and having so much basketball on. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, I don't compare it quite to Christmas, but uh, I see why many would. I uh, it, It's one of those days that could either be extremely, extremely eventful or extremely disappointing. If you don't have any upsets, you don't have any game winners, which happens once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, that can always happen. Um, I guess, you know, I think it'd be just good. I'll give you guys a little rundown of what we're going to do here. We're going to go through each, every region, give us your favorite, you know, round one upsets, uh, anything we find interesting, and give you our final four picks. It's going to be a little bit shorter pod today since it is 1130. And there's not, now, you know, the thing with March Madness, and we talked about this on our, uh, when we were just talking about when the bracket came out, is really the storyline seem to evolve as March Madness goes on. You'll have a Cinderella story. You'll have a, uh, Sammy called her mother Teresa and now I'm forgetting her name Sister Jean last year Mm. Um, you have things like that just come on and then you have storylines in a tournament before the tournament really you're just kind of waiting for the storylines to evolve yeah storylines usually come from more of players you know Zion Williamson, Ja Morant um, you know Gonzaga in their every year one seed, but how, how, how far are they going to make it? Virginia, one seed, how far are they going to make it? These are usually the storylines with some of the better teams and not necessarily a um, – because we don't know if there's going to be that 14 seed that wins until it happens. Oh, no, no, yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting, but um, given uh, that we're going – what is it, division by division? I also divisions, region. Yep. The East starts with the team that we all talk about the most – in Duke, which I'm assuming everybody and their mother would have Duke winning that game. So let's start with that side of the region. Yeah, I mean, that side of a region, Sammy. I just, first of all, I guess I'll give you 
my uh i my biggest upset uh i think north dakota state really gives it to duke here uh they won their playing game i'm kidding obviously i have duke winning but um i guess if i when i'm going through that whole region as a whole i kind of win a lot of chalk in that region other than that belmont maryland game and i actually have belmont going all the way to the sweet 16 i guess that's my like one every year i find feel like there's one cinderella team that goes you know to the sweet 16 or so sometimes there's multiple and that's my team this year that i have going and making a run is belmont um another team in this bracket that i find I mean you talked about a little bit everyone had yale upsetting lsu i have lsu winning that game because i feel like everyone has yale upsetting lsu like it's become that i have yale upsetting lsu yeah, see, yeah, I feel like it's that tr- become that trendy pick, so I'm staying away from it. And last but not least, and then I'll let you talk about that b- side of a bracket. I have a couple bets I'm making on this side of a bracket. Uh, I have UCF minus one. Uh, they have what, what? What's his name? The really tall player, Sammy. I'm spacing on his Bull. name. Not Bull. Um, Taco Bell. Yeah, ta- Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco. Be- ta- Taco Bell playing against uh, Burger King in this game, but. I have UCF winning, but uh, I have the US UCF minus one point. And I think that's the only game on that bracket side of a bracket that I'm actually betting. And I have um, Duke going, winning the region, going to the Final Four. Yeah, we could just start with me having Duke going to the Final Four because that's pretty obvious that Duke's going to win the Final Four. And with Duke, it's just a situation that none of these teams, Michigan State's the two seed here. They're not anybody that's close to beating Duke. No, absolutely not. Um, but I got a couple upsets. Cool. Let's see here. Go through all my upsets, which nine versus eight is not that big of an upset, but I do have UCF winning. Um, I'm going to take Liberty over Mississippi State. Mississippi State's actually a team that, uh, weirdly enough, saw a couple games up. Not yeah. impressed at all. Um, and how many how many games of Liberty have you watched to be impressed by? More than Mississippi State. So. You've watched more Liberty games than Mississippi no. State. But <laughs> I think that every it's no, I know, easy. I'm with you. Actually, about fifty percent of twelve seeds. I feel like it's been almost about fifty percent. Yeah, I know twelve seeds are always a good good bet. Yeah, and Mississippi State usually fall in that five seed when you're kind of good but not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go with them, uh, and I'm taking Yale, and uh, they're actually just they actually have an NBA player on their team. You know, like an actual pro prospect. Given LSU situation, I thought, you know what, let's take it because it's probably gonna be the only that big of upset. Um, and last but not least, I took Minnesota over Louisville. Oh, I did too, actually. Yeah, I forgot to mention that one as well. I just think, you know, Richard Patino is going against his old dad's team. He probably has an extra fire in him telling the team that we really need to beat this squad. Yeah. And uh, you Th- know. That was the same exact thinking I had, actually. I, I, I got the win. All right. Very cool. Um, should we move? Should we? Go, which way should we go? Um, let's go right to the south. To this dirty, dirty south? Let's do it. Um. All right. So obviously Virginia is the one seed here, and um, last year they became the first ever one seed to lose in the first round of NCAA tournament to a 16 seed, which is you know pretty. That, that sucks. I mean, that's one. Not good. That, yeah, it's not good at all. And for that reason, and that reason alone. Uh, I know they're 24 and a half point favorites. I'm staying away from that game. But that's one of those games where, by the way, I, I don't know if I said I am taking North Dakota State on the other side of a bracket plus 27 against Duke. 
because I think Duke is the type of team in the past in the tournament when Coach K is up 20 with like three minutes left, he brings in his bench. So I think North Dakota keeps it within 27. But I think I they're going to win by like 50. All right, we'll have them plus 27. I forgot to say that. Um, Virginia is a 23-point favorite. There's two sides of me on that bet. I, I, I want to kind of talk to you about that bet. I didn't bet it. But they're 23.5-point favorites. There's two ways to look at this, right? One is Virginia's like and their coach, uh, Tony Bennett, are like, there's no way we ever lose to a one seed again. Let's blow them out of the water or to a 16 seed again. And let's blow them out of the water. Let's kill them. Let's make sure we do not ha- give them any chance to stay in this game. Or the other way around where Gardner-Webb as a 16 seed is like, hey, you guys remember last year? Who, who beat them last year? Baltimore, Maryland County or something like that? UMBC? No, UMBC, yeah. Yeah. That was Baltimore County. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Gardner-Webb comes in with motivation like, hey, if they did it last year, we can and they keep it close. I'm staying away from that. But if you were to bet that game, plus 23 and a half, which side do you think is better? The Virginia is like no way we ever lose to a 16 seed again and try, and try, blows them out? Or Gardner-Webb having irrational confidence in covering? I will forever have the same answer with one seeds is yeah. that it's going to be a blowout. Okay. Um, there is usually... If you look at most years, the games end up being 40-point games, 50-point games. Even when it's closed in the first half. I think two years ago, North Carolina was tied at halftime and ended up winning by 64. I just think if there was a point where there's irrational confidence on Gardner-Webb's side, Virginia will end up outmatching that just because they are the much better team, and it's not going to ever happen again. I mean, it might happen again one day. But yeah, but now with Virginia again. And back-to-back years, I bet you it's another 20 years uh before that happens again. So I would go with Virginia. Fair. No, that's very fair. And they are. That last year was a. There's a reason it was the first time it ever happened. That's not normal. No, no, it's not normal at all. Uh, going through the rest of that bracket, um, my upset picks are. I don't have too many of them. Cal, oh, no, I do. Cal Irvine over Kansas State. I also have them at plus four and a half. Um. Cal Irvine, uh, I was listening to a podcast today and got some really good information. Number one team against two-point shots defense in the whole entire country. And a top 10 team against three-point shots. So they're just a really good defensive team. And as a 13 seed against a four seed, to only be a four and a half point underdog, that's pretty remarkable. So I'm actually taking UC Irvine to win that game. I actually have UC Irvine going all the way to Sweet 16. I also have Old Dominion as the 14th seed uh, at plus 12 and a half and to beat Purdue. Uh, other than that, I have all chalk and I have Virginia going all the way to the final four. Um, interesting. Uh, you just went from the – I thought like you were doubting Virginia. You're like, oh, Gardner-Webb. No, no, no. I was, I was asking <laughs> you which way do you lean. I lean the same way you do. I think they blow them out. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I was I thought, asking you which way you I lean. I thought though. you were saying that you're leaning towards Gardner-Webb competing. No, no, no. I was saying there's two trains of thoughts when I look at that game. I just wonder which one it was. And we, we both agree on the same side. I um, got a couple upsets. Actually, in this bracket, also uh, one real upset. The others, like I have Oklahoma beating Ole Miss, not really an upset. It's a nine-eight, um, but I do have Oregon beating Wisconsin. Um, I feel like Wisconsin again, another five seed that we talked about earlier. Big name school, but that's kind of been a fringy team. That not that great for what Wisconsin is. Uh, honestly, I love that pick. And Oregon is hot. They obviously won the Pac-12. Only reason they're in the tournament, probably. Mm-hmm. Actually. 
You can almost guarantee that. Being a 12 seed while winning your tournament means you were really not. Like, right. you were not there. Um, so, I'm taking Oregon. I think they stay hot. Um, end up losing to Kansas round two. But the rest of the bracket I have pretty standard. Um, and I have Tennessee beating Virginia to go to the Final Four. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee has wow. some guys that just I, look like grown NBA uh, men. Yeah, that's fair enough. I actually have Cincinnati going all the way to the Elite Eight in, in that side of a bracket. I like Cincinnati's team. Um, a sneaky pick really quick, though. Villanova, yeah. I do have them in the Sweet 16. Same here. Because I just I read actually, the names St. Mary's, Purdue, and Old Dominion to get themselves to the Sweet 16. I know. I feel Not like they tough. got a very nice draw. Yeah, they did. They, they actually did. All right, should we head west? Head west. All right, man. Heading west over to the uh, I don't know where the where where is the West regions held this year. I think San Jose, right? I should have no idea. It doesn't uh, say on this it one. Doesn't say on this one either on my bookie. Um, all right, so Gonzaga um, is the one seed of this region. I got Gonzaga. So I guess let's go through the upsets here. I got wow. I really have any upsets. Murray State, twelve seed, beating a five seed. I got a lot of upsets. Vermont. Beating Florida State as well as a 13 seed. And then I also have Florida beating Nevada uh, as a 10-7. So they're pretty, you know, standard. And I actually like this region a lot. I have some bets here on this region where I got Syracuse minus one and a half. Uh, I guess actually, sorry, sorry, that's my only bet of that region is Syracuse minus one and a half. And I have a couple surprise teams going far. I have Syracuse. Going all the way to the Elite Eight, defeating Gonzaga in the second round. I have Murray State as a 12 seed in the Sweet 16. I have Florida as a 10 seed in the Sweet 16. And out of this side of a bracket, the, I think the best team in the Big 12, I know they didn't do too well in the Big 12 tournament, but they come in rested, is Texas Tech. Texas Tech had the most impressive season out of the whole Big 12, winning the Big 12 outright in regular season. At Big 12, that was actually, you know, fairly decent this year with Iowa State playing well, Kansas All's playing well, uh, Kansas State also in the tournament. Uh, overall, the Big 12 is just a lot better than uh, it's been in years past, and Texas Tech was the best team most of a regular season, just didn't come up well in the tournament. So I have Texas Tech representing the West region uh, and reaching the Final Four. Really? Yeah, well, they're three yeah. seed. It's not. No, like, I know. I'm just saying, really. Yeah, it just really doesn't mean you're wrong. It could, it could be a two. It could be a twelve seed that makes it. I'm yeah, just saying, no, really. I'm just not choosing like a nine seed. I was like a three seed, you know. Um, I got a couple interesting things here. I'd say is Murray State beating Marquette Same, and then yeah. beating Florida State as well to uh, make it to the Sweet Sixteen. I just think in college basketball, when you do have a star, it can get you to the Sweet Sixteen. You've seen. Guys like Jimmer Fredettes and Steph Curry's, like college NBA stars at small schools, take teams to at least like a Sweet 16 in a tournament. Exactly. We've seen it with Gonzaga all the time, right? Um, we saw Butler, a team that nobody knew who they were until Gordon Hayward went there, go to two national championships in a row because they had NBA talent. Um, so because of the NBA talent on Murray State, I'm having them go to the Sweet 16. Uh, on top of that, my only other upset comes in the Sweet 16 where I have Nevada still alive. Well, they beat Michigan round two, and I have Nevada going to the lead eight against Gonzaga. Okay. Nevada has stars also, and they started off the year much higher than this. And you look at – I think they started the year as a top ten team. To be that good – Nevada, Nevada. yeah, Yeah. that's right. And 
I have, think what's her what's her name? The twins, right? Martin twins. Martin yeah. twins. There you go. Um, I think when you come to a tournament time and you have guys like that that can really play, this one game is much different than like the full season drag. So I actually am going to have Gonzaga versus Nevada, um, and have Gonzaga winning that game to go to the Final Four again against Duke. Um, but I I think it'd be interesting having two kind of really small conference schools in the Elite Eight, and that's where I'm guessing. All right, no, that's that's really interesting, and uh, it's like. Look, I, I, I pick against Gonzaga all the time. I'm not a big Gonzaga fan, but it doesn't mean that they're not a very talented team that can go really, really far. I do like that Nevada pick. See, like, I was torn. I have Nevada losing in the first round. I also wouldn't be surprised if Nevada went to the Final Four. Yeah, you know? I mean, they have the talent. That's they, they do. And it's just like with Florida, I like how Florida's been playing. They just beat LSU in the, in the SEC tournament. They're, they're one of the sneaky, really good SEC teams. But, but, but they could lose round one. Yeah, um, I think any team in this bracket, if you go really on this side, the West, from Gonzaga to Michigan all the way down to Syracuse, yeah, it's the top half of the seeds to Syracuse, all those teams could lose in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> Gonzaga, maybe not, because it's 116, but it's not like the most... Uh, inconceivable I, 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 thing in the world I'm either. I'm actually looking at this region in general right now, right? Like, let's read these teams. Gonzaga, Perry View, Prairie View, Syracuse, Baylor, Marquette. Prairie View. Isn't that what they are? PVU? F. Dickinson? Oh, F. Dickinson beat PVU, right? I have no idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what, what either one of those teams. It's Baylor, Syracuse, Marquette, Murray State, Florida State, Vermont. Like, there's not that big of names in this bracket, except when you get to the bottom of Michigan and Florida. Yeah. Just name... Like, yeah, I know Gonzaga. I'm just talking about, like, really big schools. Uh, and Syracuse. And Syracuse, but yeah. No. All right, so yeah, three out of a 16 are actually pretty big. That was a, that was a horrible point by me. No, because other brackets have, like, North Carolina, Ohio State, Kentucky, Kansas, Auburn, Washington's even a decently big school. Iowa State's been big in basketball. Like, on the other side of the bracket, much more. Heavy. Yeah, heavier names. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Speaking of that side of a bracket, uh, should we get to it? Do you want to go first this time since I've gone first every time? The only upset I have, Washington beating Utah State, which is not really an upset, it's 9-8. It's a little biased, of course, because we are from Seattle um, and are season ticket holders. So I would say it's a little biased. Um, no. I don't think it's that unrealistic. They're one of the best teams, um, a top 40 team in the nation most of the year. And uh, it'd just be interesting to see, finally, outside of the Pac-12, what we got going. Um, since the Pac-12 has been a while, but go ahead and do your bracket. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll do my bracket here. And while you do, well, before I do my bracket, I did miss some of my gambling picks. So I'm just going to go through all my gambling picks, and then I'll get to that side. Okay. You did a leave for a, for a quick microphone break that wasn't working, but we're back. Should I just might as well give my gambling picks since I was in the middle of a sentence of it, or do you want me to wait on go that? Go for it. All right. So I'm just going to run through all my gambling picks real quick. If you want to bet him, join me. You'll make a ton of money. UCF minus one, Old Miss minus one, Iowa State minus five, Old Dominion plus twelve and a half, Vermont plus nine, Syracuse minus one and a half, NDSU, North Dakota State University plus twenty-seven, Virginia Tech minus ten and a half, and UC Irvine plus four and a half. Um, you can go ahead and do your side of your bracket. So I took Washington, obviously, in Ohio State beating Iowa State. Um, I think Ohio State got better at the end of the year, obviously. Um, and I just see them getting an upset there. 
outside of that, it's been pretty standard. I have Houston going against North Carolina in the lead eight with North Carolina moving on. And like I said on Wednesday, on Monday's podcast, I have three one seeds and a two seed in the final four. Because I think it's one of those years. We've seen recently some of these years where there's a lot of one and two seeds. I just think it's one of those years where I don't see an Auburn coming out of nowhere. I don't see a Houston making a run. I don't see a, uh, oh, Nevada number seven seed in the Final Four. Right. I'm with you on that. That's why, I mean, Texas Tech was my highest seeded team to make the, or lowest seeded, depending on which way you look at it. Uh, team to make the final four as a three seed, which is not like we've seen five seeds, seven seeds, nine seeds, ten seeds make final fours. This year I have two ones, a two, and a three. <laughs> like I'm with you. It's, I don't. I feel like the favorites are real favorites this year. Yeah, and I guess if we're talking about tournament challenge in general, right? Mm-hmm. Point of tournament t- challenge is to have the best bracket, not necessarily the absolutely correct final four or elite eight right it's about having the best bracket a lot of the times obviously nobody had Loyola Marymount last year Marymount whatever it is mm-hmm. in the final four sister Jean didn't even have them in the final yeah, four and, and if somebody did they probably were biased and the rest of the bracket was a biased bracket and mm-hmm. it wasn't a uh, it wasn't like an honest bracket right. right at the end of the day if there is that one Cinderella team but you got three other Final Four picks right, you're probably in the top 1%. Exactly. So I think it's always safer to go with those other picks. Because realistically, yeah, I could tell you Washington, the nine seeds, going to the Final Four. Is it hypothetically possible? Sure. It's but not to guess happen. it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, Sammy, this, fi- this Final Four will not, be, not happen. We're not going to have a Final Four of Maryland, Murray State, Iowa State, and Old Dominion. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you put two six seeds there, which is more likely than like the four Right, teams, right. But, but no, I mean, I'm saying those four, four, that combination of those oh, four okay, yeah. is not happening. Yeah. And that's why it's easier to just go with those one seeds a lot. <laughs> exactly. Who's your final four? All right. Well, I, I got to go through my Midwest side of the bracket still. Oh, yeah. Uh, upsets. I got Washington upsetting Utah State. New Mexico State upsetting Auburn. Um... And those are my only upsets. So, kind of a chalk bracket. I got Kentucky and uh, North Carolina playing in that Elite Eight. Why Auburn and New Mexico? It's a 12 first five. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I like Auburn. So. You, you know, the funny thing, well, I, I, here was my theory behind it 12 or 5, 12s, you know, win, like you said, 50% rate or something like that. Uh, and I also feel like Auburn just went through a grueling SEC tournament where they played, you know, four games in four nights. Maybe there's some fatigue. That, is there fatigue? I have no idea. They're 18. It's been a week. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just saying. I have three maybe. 12 seeds winning. It's just that was just my one. I one. think I have I have a 12, two 12s. I have two 12 seeds winning. So, Wild. yep. And then I got Kentucky getting to the final four. Where they play. So my final four is Kentucky, Virginia, Duke, Texas Tech. And I got Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, North Carolina. Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Tennessee, North North Carolina. Carolina. And I got Tennessee, 
versus Duke in the championship game. SEC versus ACC, baby. I got SEC versus ACC too, baby. Don't tell me you have Texas Tech. I got Duke oh, versus Kentucky. Oh, yeah, hold on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, that was Big 12. Yeah, I got Duke versus I was like, Kentucky. <laughs> no, no, no. I got Duke versus Kentucky in the final four. And let me guess. Duke winning it all? I got Duke winning it Same. all. I honestly, I didn't want to do the Me either. Cla- cliche, but as I was clicking through, I was like, I'm picking Duke. Like, there's no... Like, they're the... Like, they are the best team I've seen in college basketball in a long time. Yeah, even if I get it wrong, they still, like, as I'm picking a bracket, they're still the best team I've seen in a long time, so I'm going to just go with it. You know, I was also thinking in, like, our bracket challenges, right? <laughs> so, just like my reverse psychology... I bet you a lot of people were like, I'm not going to take Duke because I know the only way I can win my brackets if I don't take Duke and someone else wins because everyone's taking Duke. So everyone did that. So I'm going to take Duke. And if they win, I win. It's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. Like no one's going to take Duke to lose in the second round. I will. Yeah. Like, well, you're wrong. Cause... You're wrong. They're good. Duke is, well, you never know with injuries because if someone gets hurt. But in general, if Duke is healthy, we've seen how good they are. And, you know, I feel like Zion in general, it's like a storybook, you know? Well, I see it like this. If Carmel Anthony was able to take Syracuse all the way to win a national championship in the tournament, Enough said. Zion better fucking get, like, two, two, three wins, right? Exactly. Otherwise, I'm concerned. Unless it's some tragic loss that just randomly happened. But guys like Gordon Hayward went to -to back-to-back championships guys like carmelo one and done win championships guys like anthony davis one and done championships um there's a lot more duke examples actually duke's a great one probably with examples in general one and done championship type of dudes justice winslow that's right uh, uh julio okafer yeah. Did they win or did they lose in the finals? I forget. Not sure, actually. But, yeah, but they went far. A lot of these, even the Kentucky teams with Carl Anthony Townsend, they went 32-0 that year, right? No, that was the Anthony Davis. That year. was Anthony Davis, Willie Colley-Stein. But, yeah, they didn't win the championship that year. They lost to Wisconsin, but... No, no, sorry. The Carl Anthony Towns ones went 32 With Devin Booker. And lost in the national championship. No, they lost in the final four to Wisconsin to Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, you're right. In the final four. The Anthony Davis team didn't go undefeated but won the the championship. championship. There we go. My point is, who was in the final four? An NBA player, Frank Kaminsky. And an NBA player, um, whatever I was just saying. Not Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns and and Devin Booker and Trey Lyles had five NBA players actually how Seven. the fuck they lose to Frank Kaminsky Frank Kaminsky's good I know I know but I'm just saying and Nigel Hayes and uh, all, what was that team that team was great is Frank Kaminsky still in the league yeah Charlotte Hornets man what are you is about? he playing good like eight points a game right, good from Frank Kaminsky man I might be exactly on point with that too the, the eight points a game or the team he plays for uh, the eight or points both game. no I know he plays for the Hornets he's averaging 7.4 points so I was very close. He's underachieving um, it in your standards. Career, nine points, four rebounds. There That's you go. a pretty good career for Frank. Pretty good for top nine pick. Uh, top nine you know what about like yeah that's pretty good for a top nine pick that's what, nine points nine picks good yeah you know it's really yeah um cool are you making have you looked at any spreads you're betting any spreads those are your, my bets the upsets are my bets i don't okay. go spreads with college kids oh i do because i just like to gamble not yeah. that I trust. I just want to. I, like I can to, gamble without a spread. You could. I, I just can like, take Oregon straight up, make I know, more money. It's so much more fun when they're shooting free throws down the stretch, and you're like, "What the? 
fun. Not if you're very confident in the upset. It's much more fun to make more money if you're confident Absolutely. in the upset. When it's like one versus sixteen and you 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 think it's gonna be close but not gonna win. Different mm. situation. I just don't I just don't have any confidence in any of the like okay, plus twenty sevens this team. I just uh, this you wanna have some fun real quick? Uh, the, uh, what's Duke? Well, let's go to Duke spread real quick. They're playing. Who are, who are we playing? North Dakota State. Oh, cool. They're not even letting us North Dakota State. Oh, it's having Duke. Can we bet the money line on Duke? I just wonder what. No, it's off the board. You can't even on mybookie.ag on other websites. Maybe I was just wondering if you put ten bucks on North Dakota State to win and they won, how much you'd win. I just wonder, you know, like what's the money line on that? And I'm not seeing the money. Duke line. is minus thirty-five. Well, no, they opened at minus thirty-five. Now they're minus twenty-seven. Okay, well, we're gonna talk what they open. <laughs> well, because uh, what I got. Yeah, no, no problem. I don't no, understand. I'm, you said you said you were looking at. It. You can't find. It. I am. The, there's. I don't have the uh, money line. But uh, I got it on sportsbook.ag. Nope, they do not give you a money line on any of the one. Of course they don't. Ah oh, man, that's no fun. I want to take the money line on a one on a sixteen seed. Oh well, there's a lot of interesting games here though. No, there really is. Um, the biggest one money line you can get though, Bradley plus fifteen hundred against Michigan State. So five bucks would win you seventy five. That's not that good. I'm not betting five. Um, that's a waste of five bucks. Well, they also are plus eighteen and a half, which could be a decent bet. Yeah, absolutely. We'll find out. Well, cool, man. Uh, excited for tomorrow. Um, we'll be back this weekend with Pod probably after the after first round. Maybe, maybe. it could be a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that's the first second round. It's gonna be an interesting weekend. Hopefully, there are some upsets. I hope so. Hopefully, we get like a you know sister Jean story, something fun. I'm all about the upsets. I'm all same here. Look, I'm all about the upsets in round one and two. I'm about it forever. Loyal Marymount last year made the tournament. So much more fun. Yeah, until the final four. I wish he lost in the Elite Eight. I'd rather watch, like, Michigan Duke than Michigan Loyola Marymount in the final four. Strongly disagree. That's Duke's f- the only team that I actually care if they stay in because they have Zion. Fair enough. Outside of that, why do I give a damn if Rory Hashimura is going to be in there? Oh, I don't care about Rory. I actually hope <laughs> they lose in the second, first round, but that's a not different story for a different. No, it's not happening. Um, so we'll be back this weekend, episode 524 this weekend, come 523. 524, 523. We'll be back with something. You never forget, you can find us at sonsports.com. That's sontsports.com. You can find us on pod that on Twitter and at that being said pod on Instagram where you can submit questions before the show every day. Absolutely. Um, and we do have a couple, uh, we do have a question from a listener that I did find interesting that we shouldn't mention here before we sign off. We don't have to talk about it for too long. Uh, he asked two questions I really liked. Well, first, we got a question from at G that says, "How much better will George's bracket be?" So that was you. Yeah, talk uh, about talk about your bracket. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. You have Texas Tech going to the Final Four, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a strong pass. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, it's not Xander says two things. In your opinion, who will be the underdog team? And which team fails. So I think what he means here is like, who's your Cinderella? And which team do you think underachieves? Nevada's my Cinderella, but they're seven seed. But it's a pretty good story if they actually did make it to the lead eight. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. My underachieved team would have to be... 
I don't know. That's in Virginia because they're not making the Final Four. All right, that's fair. Uh, my my underdog team it looks like it's Belmont making the Sweet Sixteen. Murray State also making Sweet Sixteen, but that's kind of a trendy pick. Uh, which team fails? Gonzaga losing in the second round. I have them losing in the second round because I'm biased. And then he also asked, "What is your all-time NCAA starting five? That's a tough one. Carmelo Anthony, Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, Chris Webber, Jalen Rose. <laughs> Fair Boom. Enough. I like that. No, no, there's one guy I have to put in mind. Jimmer Fredette. No, point guard. The guy from Ole Miss. I know who you're going to put. No. Mateen Cleaves. Remember Mateen Cleaves? Oh, uh, yeah. Maryland? No, Michigan State. Michigan State. He had a great NCAA career. Who was the one on Maryland? Steve Francis. Steve Francis, it? yeah. No. Remember on Maryland? He was sick. Juan Dixon. That's not who I was talking about. Oh. I, mean, I was talking about Francis. Um, yeah, that's way too out of a list to just come up with at the top of your head. I know. That's a t- tough one, but... I, I will put Mateen Cleese as my favorite uh, NCAA point guard. I like it. Yeah. Well, we'll be back this weekend, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip, or on the flippity flip, as Michael Scott would say. Um, episode 522 or 23. It'll be on the, it'll be on the pod. I, I think it could be 24. Uh, we'll be back. And this is Sports on Tap. And, George, this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. This is Alan. Let's go! Before the first pitch, he's at the top of his banking game. With the Wells Fargo mobile app, he's using Zelle to settle up with his friends for that hot dog and drink and checking his account balances. For Alan, it's the game day bank. This is your right here, right now bank. This is Wells Fargo. Zelle is available to United States bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. Message and data rates may apply. The Zelle service is property of Early Warning Services, LLC. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from $19.99 or higher. And all repairs. Repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right. Total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1149. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1149. 